Weekend mornings with me, Jason Dacey, here on Money FM 89.3. Delighted to say that my next guest has arrived. It's a friend, someone I've worked with before, Yumika Hoskin. She is a, a wonderful presenter, model from uh, Melbourne and also the Japanese Connection. Welcome uh, to Money FM. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What a wonderful studio you have. It is it nice. <laughs> Isn't it nice? And so nice to see you on a, on a Sunday morning, bright and chirpy. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you've been here about two and a half years. I know you're originally from Melbourne, but you've got to uh, tell us a bit about your background and how you ended up in Singapore. So um, I have a degree in fashion, so I was sort of studying that, but fashion sort of stemmed my interest in modeling by looking through through the magazines, I was like, ooh, this looks cool. And then when you grow up in Melbourne as a halfie, you sort of have this identity crisis of, okay, where do I fit in? I have a really strange look. So I got interested in modeling. Um, I signed my first agency when I was 15, 15 or something like that. And then I didn't really get the traction I wanted. So what happened was uh, I sort of quit for a while, but then wanted to get back into it while I was at university and started modeling over in Asia. So I started in Bangkok and then I had my first connection with Singapore by being in a reality TV show called Supermodel Me, which is basically like models like battling it out, right. trying to win. Um, and then from then, I went to Hong Kong, uh, Taiwan, and then ended up here because of the show they suggested I should become a TV presenter. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, that was the first time that I saw you, uh, that, that you were a presenter for Singtel, working on their Premier League uh, mm-hmm. coverage and doing the goal show on a Sunday morning. Yes. But uh, since then, you've done lots of other stuff, and a lot of people will recognize you from DBS because you, oh. were, the, you were the face of DBS. Yes, and every time I went to DBS, no. I would see your lovely face. Ah, oh, yes, Yumi's there. So how did that happen? Um, so I basically came here on a courage sort of factor and thinking, okay, like uh, I'm just going to sell myself as a from transition from modeling to TV presenting. I'm just going to sell myself. Started networking and going to all the events and had handed out the precious business cards here. Mm. And uh, then... It sort of just snowballed. I guess when you're at the right place at the right time as well, the opportunities come quite easily. And I had the privilege of working with, you know, Singtel, of course, in the Premier League, which was huge. Mm. Um, and then also have done little stints for uh, MTV, NBC Universal. Um, Oh, the list goes on for two years, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, the first time I saw you, I think it was about two years ago, and John Dykes, the iconic uh, Premier League broadcaster, mm-hmm. was there with you, and you were handling yourself so confidently. Thank you. you know, and I know it was a new area for you, uh, but look, talk about how you, you felt that this was a better market for you than, say, Melbourne, where you're from, or, or Australia in general. Um, I mean, it is the sort of like where you're meant to be is where you're meant to be and the mm. opportunities come. So in Melbourne, I would never have pursued, uh, uh, gone for any sort of TV presenting roles or any pursued that at all as a career. Mm. Um, even with modeling, I struggled quite a bit because um, they kind of have a, they either love like the full Asians or they love like full like Aussie blonde, you know, beach girls. So that's where I sort of didn't really fit in. you between the two, any. don't you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then when they do have like a halfy girl that's kind of the hype, they use the one halfy girl and the rest kind of like, hello, <laughs> like going to every class and hello, please kiss me. Um, so, you know, it was really, uh, I think it was when I started traveling in Asia, I sort of realized how much opportunities there were here and how uh, people were interested in my look. And uh, so when I came to Singapore, 
I was overwhelmed with all the love that I had from people and all the people that were giving me a chance as well. So you felt different when you arrived here, didn't you? Like suddenly Very. you'd gone from being one of the pack of uh, the Eurasian models, I guess there are plenty in mm. Australia now, to, to one that was in a smaller pond and had mm-hmm. more opportunities. Exactly. Um, it was kind of just like knocking on every door, hoping that you would be noticed. And then coming here was really nice to be noticed for once. I was like, oh, wow, you, you guys know my name? Like, no. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then I got to do amazing jobs like the DBS job, which is great, which I still think is up, actually. Yeah, look, I think I've seen it fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Um, have you, can you tell any stories about how people have maybe put two and two together and realized that you're that face? Or is it because you're different away from a modeling shoot that people don't really know it's you? Um, I think that with the Instagram sort of popularity now that people are able to recognize people easier. So I definitely had a few sort of DMs come in and be like, are you this girl? Were you here? Oh my God. And get like little mm-hmm. Snapchats or like videos from mm-hmm. people being like, you were in the newspaper today. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's... It depends, I guess. In some of the looks, I think I don't look like myself, which is great. You don't look like yourself. Don't look like myself. In fact, um, you're, I think, you're very versatile, aren't you? Because you can you. suddenly change from uh, you know one look to another look, mm-hmm. and, and just a bit of different clothes or some different makeup. I mean, that's a successful model. There you go. I, I've stumbled on that, and of course, people can follow you, Mika Hoskin, on Instagram. And I, I look at some of the stuff that you do, you, mm-hmm. and of course, people hear your voice and they think that you're an Aussie, but you're also very Japanese. Can you tell us about the Japanese side of you? And I know that you, you speak on Instagram grammar in mm-hmm. Japanese many times. Yes, I actually want to do that a little bit more. Um, I, I love that that's part of my identity. I think being a Hafi, it was kind of like uh, at the beginning you sort of thought that you were a bit more Australian and now that I've been in Asia, I'm like, oh yes, I'm an Asian, I'm mm-hmm. proud Japanese. Um, I do need to brush up on my Japanese though. I would one day be uh, love to be able to host completely in Japanese. I think that would be a great market as well to branch out to. Um, other than that, my Japanese sort of... Uh, Peaks at my conversations with my mom on Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, being Japanese is fantastic. And, and it, whenever someone finds out that I'm half Japanese, they're like, oh my God, I love Japan. I love sushi. I'm like, me too. <laughs> and how much do you see that as a potential new market for you to go to Japan and work there? I think it would be interesting. I know that it's a little bit tough. So it's a bit of a longer process to establish, establish yourself there. Um, however, and also the look, especially for modeling, I think is quite particular. In fact, it's a look that you wouldn't think is the look that they would like. They kind of like this sort of weird, cartoonish sort of look. So actually the sort of conventional... pretty pretty blondes uh, it's pretty blondes pretty eurasian mm. Jap- half japanese girls don't work as much so they have to work harder in getting the jobs um but the, thankfully uh i think modeling is starting to you know go on the sideline for me now which is great and so uh going over as a host would be great because i have that sort of uh flair from australia and my humor as well mm. so i think i'd be able to dif- differentiate myself from all the other hosts that are already there yeah that's uh, i think the big thing about you your personality you've got a big personality yeah. You, you like to joke and you know we worked together last year wasn't on the yes. UEFA Champions League final coverage it was an interesting event because we were at the National Stadium mm-hmm. we had an invited audience didn't we of um, yes. people involved with uh, Heineken it was a Heineken competition so we're in the middle of the stadium with uh, Emil Heskey the Liverpool legend mm-hmm. you and I are sort of bantering away and there's a, it's three o'clock in the morning yeah. <laughs> and people are watching uh, on social media so that, mm. this is again showing the power of social media and Facebook and all that it really is I mean social media especially when it comes to modeling is 
So interesting. Um, yeah, how do, are there new models coming in all the time because of their popularity on social media? Absolutely. I think it's sort of, it, it, back in the day when I sort of struggled in Australia, say if I had a, hu- a, a bigger following, I would, have, would never have had an issue getting a job. Um, really, the power behind Instagram is incredible. You're, we're all basically entrepreneurs now mm. and we get to market ourselves in the way that we want to. Um, yeah, th- this is an interesting topic, I must say, because uh, I find that it's uh, Singapore and Asia might be a little bit behind from, say, the States or Australia, but I've been told by my friends in modeling that when they go to a casting now, they fill out their measurements and name their agency, but they also get a question being like, what is your Instagram handle and how many followers do you have? Right. And my photographer friend in uh, Australia, a lot of the campaigns he's actually kind of sick of it because the brands now choose the girls with the highest following rather than the girls who have the you know the best skills or, or the mm. newest face mm-hmm. um yeah so the industry is a little bit fickle right now so how conscious are you to build that um social presence and what's your following like at the moment uh i think i'm on 24 nearly 25 okay. well, let's hope 25 tomorrow Twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five thousand. um it's uh Look, it's a very love-hate relationship. Sometimes I love it, sometimes I hate it, um, but it's part of our job. We just have to do it. Um, it's part of how we market ourselves. And in fact, uh, you know, modeling for me used to be more of a side income, and mm. it would be like good to have little money here and there for little jobs. Now, Instagram is actually, you know, building a lot of my income. All of these jobs from brands that want to directly work with you, it's fantastic, but it's also a lot of work, a lot of work. So what's the future for you? You've obviously got a brain on your head. Uh, you know, you've studied and got good marks at school and you're getting into your late 20s now. Oh, what did you have to say? <laughs> Which is still very young compared to me. But, uh, you know, when, in modeling, I guess it's getting older and you've still yes. got, you've got the presenting side. So mm. what's the future? Where would you see yourself in 10 years' time? Well, uh, exciting things happening. So I still you know, want to, I'm still quite new at uh, TV presenting, so I really want to pursue that still, um, hopefully brought into other markets as well. And uh, actually right now I am working on producing my own show. Um, TV also is another interesting thing where it's sort of getting a bit of a shuffle. We don't know what's happening because everything is going digital. So I've decided that I want to sort of jump the gun before everybody gets on and uh, start producing my own content, which uh, right now is based on ecotourism and travel videos. Mm. Um, I'm also working on another business, which is uh, eco-activism as well. Uh, hopefully, I'll have that out by October. Um, but yes, hopefully that, and hopefully finally with a boyfriend. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure you have lots of uh, admirers out there. Any advice you give as we have our last words here with Yumika Hosking uh, on Money FM 89.3 for someone 10 years younger than you, an aspiring, mm-hmm. maybe a teenager, trying mm-hmm. to do what you have done? Mm. Um, I, I'm very much a hustler in everything I've done. Uh, I've had a lot of no's, a lot of rejections, and I've sort of just gone out and pursued everything that I want. And, and it happens. I'm very, uh, big believer in the law of attraction and, uh, you know, being your own hero. So if it's something you want to do, just go for it. Don't be afraid of asking, you know, there's no harm in asking the questions and, you know, I think that the best thing, you know, my asset has definitely been personality. So as long as you have a really great personality that people like, eventually these people will, you know, hustle for you and they will want to work for you. So be yourself, you're saying. Be (laughs) yourself. Don't be afraid. Well, hopefully we can work together again. That was a a surreal uh, experience, but it was a lot of fun. Yes. So Yumiko Hosking, many thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. We'll see you again, hopefully. Thank you.
follow you on Instagram. Yes, please. 